Yes, it's the Tough Love Aftermath. The Aftermath of Tough Love. For OVW, that's Ohio Valley Wrestling, who, you know, are making a stir and are seen, according to Mr. Pectacular, who uh, I follow and who follows me on Twitter, um, making a stir as far as the amount of households they get into. I mean, I like OVW sometimes, but sometimes there are some problems. They try and shove a lot of things in, and sometimes some of the angles don't go anywhere. That's a bit... Like it is, that's not a very good phrase, a bit like it is. It's a bit like that. Good. In this Tough Love Aftermath episode. First of all, you've got the dream team of Brian and Stevie. Shannon, the the, the dude, is there. But you don't hear much of him, actually. He seems a bit denuded this week. Yes, denuded. You can look that up. <laughs> First of all, we've got Level X. That's uh, Axton Ray and Blanco Loco, who last time I saw, I really liked. Versus the Outrunners, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum. Now, the best thing about this team are those names. Because what they, they're doing is a sort of 80s wrestling situation, which another team are doing at the moment, very successfully, in uh, United Wrestling Network, Midnight Heat. Not that I'm saying they're copying or anything, but... There is another team doing this, and they're doing it better because the Outrunners, they've got great names, but their work together is not as polished as Midnight Heat. I'm just saying. There's a lot of smoke around again in the, in the room. A lot of sort of dry ice and smoke machine stuff. Floyd at one point, that's Turbo Floyd, at one point tries to get a, a pin from throwing someone, throwing actually Axton Ray. Down on the mat. You don't get a pin from that, mate. Anyway, Level X do their stuff. They're not as good in this match as they were in the last one. Um, which was against Dark Clouds, I think, wasn't it? Or was it against... No, it was against Brandon Espinosa and um, and the Iron Bear, Tom Coffey. Yes. But they hit a double drop kick, And then Axton gets isolated. Axton is isolated. Yeah. When Blanco Loco comes in... Blanco Loco. He, um, he hits a double DDT. And that's after using the top rope as a kind of springboard cartwheel type thing. It's lovely, actually. Then um, he hits a springboard cutter, which is even nicer. Yeah, I like that. And there's a torture rack um, from Axton Ray. Blanco Loco comes off the top and sort of outside the opponent. So he sort of takes them with him for the pin. I don't know what they call it, but it looks effective. And uh, it did get better when Blanco Loco got in. Because when Axton Ray was... And he can wrestle too. Of course he can wrestle well. And when he was isolated, it left the outrunners to do their work. And it because they're a very 80s team, it seems to me, they're sort of doing a lot of 80s stuff. So there are no high-octane moves, really. So it wasn't great to start. We go to the back. Star Rider's not very happy. And Ronnie, ha, Robert, ha, is in. Apparently they'll fight, and as... They'll fight later. In fact, they'll fight right now. It's the next match. And as he, he leaves, Ronnie says a lovely line, which is, looks like I'm going to be laying hands on you. That's really nice, because he's got the religious stick thing going on. He brings his offertory plate, as it's called in, in uh, the UK, or a collection plate, as it's called in the US of A, to the ring with him, and here's the match. It's actually all right, you know. Um, Ronnie attacks early, gets angry, punches, stomps, 
commentary say, I've not seen Ronnie this angry. He's disrespected, you see, because he asked for um, a bit of uh, a contribution to the church building fund and Star Rider wouldn't have that. Wasn't very happy at all. Then there's um, Ronnie selling a gut buster, as in, as in he really goes for a gut buster. Looks good. Elbow drop. Really, really goes for that. Looks good as well. There are some... Uh, there are some some poor far forearms and a backdrop from Ronnie. Now remember, Ronnie was in the title picture recently. It doesn't doesn't seem to be still in the ascendancy, to be honest. There is a nice sit down face buster from him, though. Very nice. Star Rider hits his huge frog splash, but he really oversells it. You know, Ronnie's obviously hurt from that, but Star Rider's oh me abs. He looks like he's really hurt as well, so he can't do anything. The ref then. Um, takes the collection plate away from Star Rider and says, right, I'll take this away from you. You can't be using that because it's metal. I'll just take my time to put it over in the corner. While he's looking at that, concentrating on putting it in the corner so it doesn't fall off the ring. Yes, I'm concentrating, still concentrating. Of course, Star Rider rolls him up after a low blow for the pin. And there you go. Ronnie was in the title picture, the heavyweight championship title picture a while ago. Just remember that. By the way, it's, it's uh, fan appreciation night tonight. You can get free popcorn. And March Mayhem is coming on the 5th of March. I understand that's their latest event. We've got Freya, though. Freya the Slayer and Ari Alexander. There's a very nice moment where they're talking about, um, Freya's talking about having to carry people. I'm going to have to carry you tonight. And Ari says, shall I, shall I, shall I jump up then? So that's quite nice. With that, Hayley J and uh, Dream Girl, uh, Ali. Now, Hayley J was a really big name a while ago. A bit like Ronnie Roberts. She's not really the, so much of a featured player here. However, it works out better for her. Right, so first of all, there aren't a lot of moves to report here. At one point, Freya gets in to help Ari Alexander, then drags her to the corner for the for the tag. That's very nice. Alexander hits a nice snap suplex, and as the match goes on, there is more action. And Ari Alexander, who can you know, really, really wrestle, he can hit those moves just very nicely, actually. Hayley J then knocks them both over. She deals with them both. And there's a Hayley J full Nelson to Lariat. A full Nelson into a lariat for the pin on Ari Alexander, not on Freya, of course. Freya wasn't very happy afterwards and was held off by the refs. But um, that full Nelson to a lariat is good and Hayley J got the pin. So at least she got something out of it, which is good because I was worried that she was not really in the ascendancy anymore. OK, here's your main event. It's flawless Jake Lawless. I mean, having seen him wrestle... I don't think he really lives up to his name. Versus Omar Amir. This is your main event. Flawless Jake Lawless. I mean, is he a main event material? Just saying. Okay, so, early on we've got Omar Amir showing his power. There's a T-bone suplex. Then Ryan Howe comes in with his double neck guitar. Doing all the... Whittling stuff. He goes on to commentary. There's a jawless... A, a, a jawless? A jawless Jake Lawless. A... Um, a lawless knee to the chin. In fact, Omar Amir could be jawless after that. He then decides to work on the arm. Don't know why. Don't think he's. I can't. I didn't see him hurting it or Omar Amir saying, "Oh, my arm, it's painful." You know. He gives him a single arm DDT, 
And then how's doing his fake Cockney accent? They ask him to do it. They ask him to do his English accent. Why would you do that? It's shocking. Terrible. There's another Omar T-Bone in the, in the ring. Then a muscled up spine buster for the pin. He, he knows what he's doing, Omar Ami. He's got the power. Very nice. And they will. He's uh, afterwards. He gets in Ryan Howe's face. And they will fight on March the 5th at March Mayhem. So called because it's in March. Really, though, the main event is not a wrestling match. It is a contract signing. I always have problems when that's your main event. And it's the contract signing between Shira and uh, Mr. Pectacular, Jesse Goddard. I forgot him for a minute there. He won't like that. Okay, so Shira's in the ring, and then we've got um, we've got Goddard apparently calling from Hollywood. I mean, if he is in Hollywood, it's not in a in any kind of sumptuous hotel room. He's on what looks to be. I mean, not a cheap-looking sofa, but not a sumptuous sofa, with a rather cheap-looking throw, actually, on it. And he's on his laptop saying, I've got things to do, so I'll see you soon. Uh, Shearer then cuts a, a, a long promo to say, I'll get the title. Don't you worry, I'll be getting the title. Earlier on, we saw a cameraman knocked down by Omar Amir. And suddenly, in comes the cameraman who's in the ring and um, bashes him up. That's Shearer, so we know this is... Uh, Jesse Goddard, and um, he's got, I think he's got a, a hood on, but it, he's supposed to have a sort of moustache and beard, but he hasn't even got a fake and beard. He's got sort of sort of that fun felt stuff, it looks like, or a piece of cloth. That doesn't seem right, it didn't, was it, was it a mask? No, I think it was supposed to be a and beard. It looked terrible. It looked like fuzzy felt. Remember that, or is that just a UK thing? And that's the way we end it. Now, it wasn't awful. There was some good stuff in here. I did like Star Rider versus Ronnie Roberts. I, I like Level X. I don't think they worked that well with the Outrunners. I like, I like uh, Turbo Floyd and Truth Magnum. The names, very much indeed. The rest, not so sure about. Um, and I like to see Hayley J's finisher. I'll tell you what, that full Nelson to Laria is really good. And it was fun appreciation night. I mean, I mean, I'm sort of a fan, and I didn't necessarily appreciate all the action. And I think probably it could be better. But um, we've got March Mayhem coming up, and we've got a, we've got another week before then. So the go home show, I'm expecting something special. And uh, and no stick on Tash Beard and Fuzzy Felt, please. Okay, Jesse. Ta ta.